you're listening to this successful fifth episode now. Yeah, we are on a roll. We're very excited for you to be here. and We're pr- pretty proud of ourselves. Reward myself with ice cream later. Yes, we will be supporting Jenny's shortly after this. Or graders, because Laura's never been there. We were just talking about this. I literally have never had graders, because I had Jenny's, and I was like, what's the point? There's no there's no point in even trying graders. It's di- chippy. Chippy. So this week, we're going to ask you for something different, because we are assuming by this point, if you're still listening, you've already followed us on social media, because you're awesome. So this week, would you please tell one friend about our podcast? Yeah. If you have like one friend and you're like, yeah, I like this this person, then tell them, hey, I listen to this cool podcast. Or use it as a talking point with a coworker. That's how Laura and I started this podcast. Tell your coworker. Because we were talking about another podcast. Yes. It's a small world of podcasting. So before we jump into it, Julia, let's like break the ice for everyone. If you had to pick a pizza that you were really passionate about, just... Because, I mean, I know it's random, but oh, tell uh, us how you feel. Let me tell you about some pizza. So on Friday, I tried Yellow Brick for the first time, and mm-hmm. they have a location in Old Town East and in, I don't know if you call it University District, but it's on like King Avenue. So it's like really close to the university and really close to Victorian Village. It's kind of in that no man's land. Got it. Um, but it is so good. And they do like a Chicago style pizza, which I don't normally love Chicago style pizza. I'm not going to lie because it's basically lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) It's bread lasagna as far as I'm concerned. Like, you know, people make like eggplant and zucchini lasagna. Unpopular opinion. Chicago style pizza is basically bread lasagna. That doesn't mean I don't like it. But it's just like, I don't think you can really call it a pizza. Okay. So anyway, but this, you do like this pizza. I do like this pizza. And... Not necessarily because it's like Chicago style. It's because it's, it's, what do you call it? The end of the crust? The crust. Yep. <laughs> the crust is stuffed with cheese. Okay. So they make like a stuffed crust pizza. And I feel like nobody does a stuffed crust pizza besides Pizza Hut. But they do stuffed crust. They do. In Little Caesars. I don't think I've ever heard of stuffed crust for a, a Chicago style. Because like, there's enough stuff in the Chicago. Yeah, I don't know enough about Chicago style pizza. Right. Because we live in Columbus. Exactly. We have to eat the crappy cracker pizza. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? I, Donato's really grew on me. Okay, let me tell you about my week. <laughs> yeah, so I went to Pride Fest this past weekend and it was awesome. It, the, the 38th annual Pride Fest there were estimates that there were over 500,000 people there. It felt a lot bigger than last year, I have to say. Even though estimates of like attendance were pretty similar, it felt huge this year. And Friday night, sort of like everything kicked off when Nina West was there for like the opening or the I don't even know what you call dedication. the dedication or like the ribbon cutting of Nina West Nina West Way, which is the new road that they just named Nina. for Nina. And then Virginia West was actually like the narrator of the parade. She was the one announced, or maybe the enunciator. She was the one like announcing all of the people coming down. She the did enunciator. A, what I, is that's a word? It's a word, but that is not the correct word. What's the correct word? Enunciation is like I'm going enunciator. To <laughs> the um, commentator narrate, narrator. Nar- okay, sure, we'll go with that. She was sort of introducing everyone in the parade and did a really nice job. It was super hilarious. Like, not as campy as I expected, but I wasn't mad at it. And the parade lasted, like, close to four hours. That's a long Which parade. is crazy. Wait, so how far do they have to line up if it's a four-hour parade? I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe they just walked slow. But, like, there were so many people. And, like, every single person ever who was running for, well, at least Democratic politics and, like, 
Franklin County in Ohio. Like Joyce Beatty was there and, um, Andrew Ginther was there. There were so many like people running for judge and things that were there. I mean, like a lot of really large organizations, um, JP Morgan Chase was represented as was nationwide brute insurance, Macy's Mace, like you name it, like DSW is a huge contributor every yeah. year express, like you name it, L brands, they were all there. So cool. it lasted a long time and the rain held off, which was super nice. Literally right after the parade ended, it started raining. So, oh, that's perfect timing. It worked out well. Speaking of rain, should we get into our, <laughs> our new weather segment? This is becoming a thing, isn't it? We didn't mean for this to happen. This but. was this is like very meta and kind of ironic, but yeah. So basically, weather is like in the news. So yeah, basically the rain is affecting a lot of the crops in Ohio. Yeah. So I don't know much about farming because I did not grow up on a farm. No, I mean my cousins have a farm, but like they have it's a cattle farm, so they don't deal with crops. Okay. But I guess because of the. Um, rain that messes with the planting like you can't plant things if the soil is too wet right because which i wouldn't think would be a problem but it is well the thing is when when it rains a lot then the ground gets saturated and then when it rains more there's nowhere for the water to go down so it goes out and the, the flash flooding yeah flash exactly flooding. so basically but now ohio is seeking federal aid for farmers who haven't been able to plant their crops and yeah. will likely see a lack of kind of income Right, and some some farmers have, or most hopefully have, uh, crop insurance. Oh, is that a thing? That's a thing. So I'm not sure. It goes insure anything now. It go you can, but it goes one way or the other. So it's if they either plant their crops and they don't grow, so maybe they will do it, or maybe if they don't, I don't know if they're eligible for the insurance money if they don't plant their crops at all. Like you have to try because think about how much money goes into like all the seeds and the farming and everything. Mm Yeah, it's, a, it's are expensive. a ton of work yeah. to farm. I right. Mad respect for people who do that because... Thank you for supplying us our food because yeah, without but, you, we wouldn't be... Yeah, DeWine, be- um, in this article, he noted that the record rainfall um, through the planting season, like, basically with all the flooding and saturated fields has... Um, like you said, prevented them from planting. Yeah. And just 50% of Ohio's corn crop and 32% of its soybean crop have been planted. Yeah. That doesn't so surprise me actually. We, um, if you eat a lot of soy, a lot of Ohio soy, you might be missing out on that later this year when it comes time to harvest soy. I don't know what season that gets harvested in. Um, so that's some fun rain. And then there's just a tweet the other day about, <laughs> The rain affecting bridge park construction. So it's like our two favorite things to talk about. Construction and... Well, three favorite things to talk about. Construction, (laughs) bridge park, and weather. Construction, (laughs) bridge park, and the weather. So basically, um, the construction crews, because bridge park is kind of right on the Scioto River, they've had to like move their stuff back because the Scioto River is beginning to kind of flood and get on into the, the construction equipment. So... They tweeted out this little picture and there's this little boat so that way they could get out there if needed. If something gets out there, it looks like. Um, So they have delayed some construction on like the Dublin pedestrian bridge. So that is some weather updates. There's also another earthquake in Cleveland. Really? Yeah. It was just a a little baby 1.5. Okay. I just, uh, yesterday? So on Monday. Maybe Monday or Sunday. All of my days are together now. Yeah. 
That's, that happens. Time doesn't exist. So we can move on from weather because it will always be there and weather will always be around us. I have some sports news for you. Laura giving us the sports news. For this just in. Actually, it did. It was published pretty recently. Um, so the new Cruz Stadium is being constructed and there was a document submitted about budgets and planning and building. According to, I think it was WCBE or local NPR, the report was 127 pages long, which just seems like excessive. I guess their budget has just been off. I mean, that happens when you have construction. Mm -hmm. And they originally estimated it was going to take $115 million, but now they say it could take up to $140 million. And some of it may be public money. I'm not sure. The article was not very clear about, like, where the money's coming from. And they also said that not all of the land they need downtown has been obtained. And the deadline for that is August 15th, so it's coming up pretty fast. Yeah, Nationwide owns that land, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Nationwide owns, like, all of the arena district, like, the land. Right. And all of Grandview. So that's a little crew crew news for you. I also have some... Columbus Blue Jacket news for you too, which Hockey. I know I'm, I'm not usually the sports one, but who knew there's a lack of OSU coaches news. There, yeah. <laughs> this week there were not many things happening. Like they were all really, you know, heavy on the action last week. So they took a break this week. <laughs> they decided to not open any new restaurants. <laughs> no restaurants. So Columbus Blue Jackets, former captain Rick Nash is coming back to Columbus. So he, I guess has been retired from professional hockey, but he is coming back to assist the general manager. Do you know how to say his name? Jarmo Kikalinian? Kikalinian. Is that Russian or Czech? I mean, it doesn't sound Czech. I feel like I would recognize it. Maybe it's... If you're out there and you know more about the Columbus Blue Jackets, come talk Yeah, come come let us us know how to pronounce players' names because they're really hard. So... Nash was drafted by the Blue Jackets in 2002 and played for nine seasons with the team before being traded to the New York Rangers. And so it's kind of nice that he's just coming back and seeing things full circle. I guess he's one of the most decorated players in Blue Jackets history. Yeah, so. he's he's really good. I didn't realize – for some reason I thought he was um, going to come back and play again. I oh. thought he was pulling like a Mario Lemieux and was going <laughs> to come back and play. So um, I'm slightly disappointed because – I was expecting that sort of comeback, but that's really cool that he's coming back to the city to coach because he could probably go different places. He is really good. It said that he was going to work with like the operations department and help with recruiting prospects. So that's my sports news for you. Okay. Well, uh, now we can get into news news. Just news news. <laughs> news news. Newsy news. I read a title of an article the other day. It caught my attention. <laughs> How could it not? This Ohio boy floated away on a unicorn raft and was rescued in North Carolina. <laughs> and this and funny because like he was like out at sea. Before reading this article, I thought he like floated away from Ohio to North Carolina. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was reading oh! this at like <laughs> five AM before working out and I was I like, didn't understand that. Yeah, I well, Can I you explain to- it to us? I was trying to figure out how like Lake Erie connected to the Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) So turns out this boy was in North Carolina and he floated away on a unicorn raft. He was about like half a mile off the coast and um, they had to go rescue him. And the thing I don't understand is I guess this raft has floated away multiple times before. 
So I read the article too, and I don't think it's like that specific raft, but just the the big blow up unicorn raft. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah. thought it was like this family. <laughs> <laughs> this family just keeps trying to like leave each other. No, I think they're the point of the article was that like you've you've seen those big like yeah. blow up unicorn rafts. They're Instagram. Like, they're very Instagramogenic, you know, Instagramogenic. But they were saying that like the the horse head and the unicorn horn mm-hmm. act as like a sail. And so people who are like in open bodies of water where there is weather around them and they're not like indoor pools mm-hmm. can float, float away. away. So Okay. Okay. So that makes a lot more sense because We're learning a lot. <laughs> Clearly Physics. when I read this article, I did not understand a whole lot because I one thought the boy was in Ohio and floated down to North Carolina <laughs> on a, it's a magical flying unicorn. On a unicorn raft. And then I thought the parents let him get on the raft after it had floated away multiple times before, but they were just referring <laughs> to the type. To the type of raft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the the happy ending of the story is the, the guy was fine yeah he was the kid he was good he was the family called a fun story to tell the family called 911 and they they sent a rescue boat out yeah he's he's safe so that's why we're allowed to laugh but it was probably very traumatic so yeah if you if you know the family because they are from ohio which is why this is news in the columbus cast please let them know that we are we're very sorry we're happy that they had a nice end of their story yeah and crazy vacation just like maybe a maybe a quick thought maybe like don't use the big unicorn raft again or maybe get one like a waffle one or an egg one or a bacon like one that doesn't have know. a i feel like there's sail could, like float away to it with the waves yeah be careful out there okay moving on to other forms of mobility and transportation <laughs> dun, 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 the, wow, BM, the bmv what do you got julia so um the bmv did something cool they, they actually did made life easier rather than more miserable we love that yeah love that so the bmv is now starting kind of like a check-in online system so kind of like hospitals do now like emergency rooms where you can go and check which ones have the longest wait time you can do that with a bmv now so you can go and look and see like which one's going to have the shortest wait time and then you can also like check in online yeah so that way you can get in line without having to physically be there they're calling it get in line online wow i love that (laughs) i could have named that so i'm guessing this is coming to in um prior to the whole new id thing about that no what's that oh so the federal government it's like a federal government mandate that IDs have to be like security compliant to fly. So the old Ohio IDs, like the blue one I have Mm -hmm. in 2020 is not going to be good to get on flights. Like even domestic flights, I'll have to bring a passport or renew my license. Like it will need to be the black and white with the like type of thing that like New York and Virginia have. Yeah. So, um, I have seen that they're, they're already issuing yeah, the new ones, right? Because they're starting have, to issue them already. I have seen the new ones and I was like kind of curious as to why that was happening, but that makes sense. Yeah. So if you don't renew by a certain time, like you're going to need to bring your passport to get on domestic flights. Do you have to go into the BMV in order to get your new license or can yeah, they just mail Ohio's you one? Annoying. Because I, I was going to say one. the BMV is like pretty good because you can renew your registration online. I've done that before and mm-hmm. it's so easy, which is says volumes, I think about you know, Ohio, because I feel like many times government infrastructure can be much slower, like technology specifically can be harder to find information online. Mm So I think that's, they're already doing such a cool job. Yeah. That's pretty nice. I mean, Virginia, where I'm from, it was really convenient for me to get a new license. Like I could renew that via 
male. I don't mm-hmm. think it was even male. I think I actually just filled something out online and said like, I'd like to renew my license and yeah. paid whatever fee because I had the picture from when I was 15 and a half on my license <laughs> until I was 22. Until you moved to Ohio. Yeah. Until I got a new license. That's actually, kind of no, that's a lie because I went, I had to go into the DMV and get a new picture because I was having such an issue because in Virginia, you renew it at 20. So I still had the hor- vertical I had the vertical oh, ID. The, the 20 versus like, yeah. the underage versus So the- you, um, the one thing that like Virginia does that kind of sucks is they make you renew at 20 rather than 21. Gotcha. So when you renew and get your new license, it's still a vertical ID till, and you technically don't need to renew it until 25. Hmm. So my license was still valid and my picture was from when I was 15 and a half and my license was, ver- <laughs> license was vertical. So you can imagine the trouble I had at bars. Right. So I went and got a new one. And then Ohio took it from me, and that was a really good picture. So I'm sort of mad about it. So I if somebody at the BMV is listening, <laughs> please give me my Virginia license back. I was mad too, and I had to turn in my New York license. I thought they'd give it back because in Virginia they always they give just them back. punch a hole in it usually and give it back to you. Yeah. But because it was still valid, like I understand that they're doing it for your safety, so you don't sell it to some kids. Julia, tell me more about beer helping farmers feed livestock. Super interesting. Are they just that, giving that like, wasn't just a, a good enough note for you to tell you the whole story? I mean, like I just pictured cows drinking beer and that sounded kind of cool. Don't they do that? There's like in Japan they do that. They like massage the ca- the the beef cattle and they like give them beer and then like it's the best tasting steak ever. I don't something. know, but that sounds like a really happy cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But, um, basically, in more farming news, this is now an agricultural podcast, I guess. <laughs> Every week we have a new topic for you. Transportation, weather, now we it's went farming. from drag queens to agriculture. We <laughs> So a lot of local Columbus breweries have been giving their excess waste of... Like barley and hops? Yeah. So basically, the it's called spent grain. Right. Um... And it's the molten grain that remain after the sugars and proteins and nutrients have been removed from the brewing process. So okay. it's just like empty calories. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really good for animals. I, I don't know. I think it's good for animals. But is it for like fermented? I would assume it's not fermented because it's removed a lot of the stuff. Like it's pretty empty. But it's like wet because it's been in, in the beer. It didn't say anything about being fermented, but I feel like it would say if it had an alcohol content to it. I feel... Feel like this is like a new thing and it's just happening in Ohio? I'm sure it happens other places, but they are just highlighting some local breweries that do it. I, I bet That's you, true like, because there are a lot of breweries. So Yeah, there's I, a I lot of breweries said seventh, doing this. Seventh and Son, Wolf's Ridge, and CBC. Yeah, so they all basically allow um, farmers or like farming companies, mm-hmm. I guess, to pick up the spent grain mm-hmm. and um, take it with them to their farm to use it to either feed the animals or some farmers use it in the composting process yeah. so they can use it to help like... I guess it helps with composting things. Yeah. But it's really interesting that like a lot of breweries do this. Like Wolf's Ridge contributes to both like feeding the grain and some use it for the soil. That's really cool. That makes me happy. Sorry. I was like reading the headline again. I was like, did I get this wrong? Do I completely understand? Farming? Julia just made this whole thing up, but I made it, it sounded great. I mean, you could pitch it to me and I would, if I, I was a farmer. I made it all up to make people love Wolf's Ridge as much as I do. I think you don't need to do much convincing there. No. It, their summer menu comes out on June 25th. I've I seen hype. There's already, who was it? Brewdog maybe? Just release. I just, there's so many good beers. There's so many good summer ales. I saw like a pina colada goose. Oh yeah, that's um Brewdog. Brewdog, right? That's their pina playa. Pina, yeah, pina playa. Pina playa, which is pineapple beach. 
um in spanish oh but there was one other one i saw oh pool party is out Pools- oh yeah by land grant they released right. that last weekend right um and cbc also like contributes their grain to some farmers so a lot of cool um breweries doing good things other food news other food news and nina west update that i just <laughs> found out today and because we've been giving all the nina west updates because nina west is she has her own role at fusion it's the Nina West rainbow roll. It's basically right. a rainbow roll with mango. That sounds pretty good. You're allergic to. Let's not. Next. <laughs> so there was this really funny quiz on 614 about which Dirty Frank's hot dog are you? And if you uh, are bored and have some time on your hands, I would suggest taking it. Because it's like BuzzFeed quizzes, it, but honestly, Columbus it's specific. Buzz, it's like BuzzFeed quizzes, but like so much better. I recently took it. I got Classy Lady, which I think is pretty perfect because i'm a pretty classy lady which has potato chips and cheese on it so that's cool and julia recently took a quiz yeah i took which columbus brewery are you i hadn't seen the hot dog quiz but that is pretty much my brand but which brewery did you get i got cbc as my brewery and do you feel like that's accurate with your personality i I would say any brewery would be probably accurate to my personality i don't think i could go wrong same with like any hot dog right my personality because as long as you don't get like the carrot dog you know (laughs) i am the ween queen (laughs) wow that's your new title ready for some upcoming events so next we can get right into julia's favorite segment balling on a budget okay some balling on a budget activities north market if you've been there their hours are kind of rough if you um have a full-time nine-to-five job weekday job and you're not already downtown because if you're downtown you could go there for lunch that'd be a great lunch spot but it's a great saturday spot but anyway they're doing night markets which what is that a new thing night markets no it was they did that um last year i think too as well they actually might have done it in the fall up into the fall because because it runs june through october okay because i've heard of i know that they did night markets in like downtown like business that district was the moonlit like market right that's different yeah that's Thank different you. that's more of like a farmer's market okay whereas this is just the north market open from six at night. to nine p.m okay so not really even at night it's six to nine p.m in the evening in the evening evening markets <laughs> basically on june 21st that's this weekend it's sangria solstice Ooh, and um, select, like, market? merchants will be staying up, or you can give them your business, right? Um, and they'll have wine and craft beer, and then there'll be some like independent vendors coming in, like this nut company, some farms, the sweater lady, oh, kettle corn, the sweater lady. Can you elaborate? I'm guessing she does sweaters. I, I'm just reading the vendor. We'll list. have to go and figure out what's happening. I mean, I'll be out of town this weekend. Oh yeah, so I'll have to go to the next one, which is July 19th. But there, it's like fam- it's a family friendly event, so they said there's going to be like games and activities. And my favorite word, giveaways, uh, from the CD one hundred two. So it sounds like a good thing for a. Uh, is that Saturday night, June twenty first? No, that's Friday night. Friday night. It's it's the solstice. Oh, is that all farming? It's the, it's when it's when the seasons change. So the June twenty first is the longest day of the year in sunlight hours. If you live not on the equator, because if you live on the equator, it's always the same. But for the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere, well, southern hemisphere, it's shortest. But anyway, (laughs) summer is basically starting. So it's the end of spring and the beginning of summer. It's the longest solar day of the year. So it has nothing to do with farming. I mean, farmers probably 
know about it. Yeah, I'd assume farmers know about it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Oh my Get god, it. stop. <laughs> Get it. Farming. There's also a German village walking tour. Actually, that's a lie. The German village walking tour already happened. But I found this really cool organization, and it's called Columbus Landmarks. So you can go in, and they have a website. It's columbuslandmarks.org, and they do different tours and events, and um, their walking tours, their art walks and landmark talks, mm-hmm. art walks and landmark talks, um, those are free like walking tours of different Columbus areas. So this past week, they did German Village. Next week is the brewery... Or- yeah, next week is the brewery district. Yeah. Um, they do like the Discovery District, Near East, Arena District, Short North, University District, Clintonville. Um, they did River South a little bit ago, Franklinton, um, Capitol Square. So that would be like a really cool activity and it's for free. They also do other tours and events. So they do like summer tours. Those come with a cost, but um, they sound really cool. And if you're interested in local history, landmark, that sort of stuff, Definitely a good option. Columbus is getting their tours between that and the segways. That's cool. And then uh, another event I'll just plug because I'm really excited about it is the beer and ice cream block party. That sounds fun. I'm looking forward to that. That's not next week. That's the week after. Yeah, it's the 30th. Right. But it's over in University District at the District Poorhouse, a.k.a. the Old World of Beer. Yeah. And there will be Handles Ice Cream, which is also really good. Have you had Handles yet? Not yet. No, it's on my list. A Tuesday. Yeah. I have some other events, too, that are free and happening around Columbus. So like you said, Friday is the summer solstice, and there's a few different yoga studios that are doing 108 sun salutations to honor the solstice. That's a common practice in the yoga community because 108 is the number of beads on a mala, and it's just very significant within Buddhism and yoga and the, the culture. So if you want to do summer souls, if you want to do 108 sun salutations, you don't actually have to do all of them, but it's kind of takes, I think it takes like two hours or two and a half hours to do 108. But if you want to go, there's a few different studios that are doing it. And I'm not sure if they're the same or different. I know that Blue Spot Yoga is doing one in partnership with Pelotonia and they're doing it as a fundraiser. Give Yoga is also doing one. It is free to go. It is is at what Wheatstone? Whetstone? Whetstone. Whetstone Park. In Clintonville. I think it starts at 5.30 on Friday. So if this comes out by the time... <laughs> I will do my best. So maybe you'll hear about it before it happens. I have a few other items as well. Columbus Food and Wine Fest is this Friday at Battelle Riverfront Park, and it's free to, free admission to go. That sounds on- fun. Yeah, I don't the know. The weather is nice. That'd be like if it is awesome. nice. I don't. I've never been, so I don't know what it is. It's just a one day thing. Yeah, I like both those. Exactly. Things. And then if you like food and wine, then there's a pretty good chance that you would enjoy the festival on Saturday the 22nd. That is the Ohio Wings and Beer Festival. Ooh. It is at the fairgrounds. I and would admission, also enjoy that. Admission ranges from twenty five to fifty five dollars. And if you're busy on Friday and Saturday, then on Sunday you can go to the Outlaw Music Festival at Nationwide Arena. Um, Willie Nelson is headlining, and the Abbott Brothers will also be there. How old is Willie Nelson? Probably old. Pretty hey, old. Google. How old is Willie Nelson? I was going to wow. say 85. That's crazy. Good for him. There you go. 
Then next weekend is Comfest. Next weekend is Comfest. Special Comfest episode. Oh my god, we should just like do it live from Comfest. <laughs> Screw it, we'll do it live. So now into uh your very favorite part, drum roll. Construction. Construction. Okay, I need to go on a little rant here because I don't live in Franklinton, but lots of people do, and this is starting to become a problem. So parking in Franklinton, I don't know what's happening. There was an article in or there's an article by the columbus dispatch this past week about franklinton parking and how much of a mess it is there are a bunch of new developers who are just basically deciding not to include as much parking as they need for the building i don't know like the thought behind this but so according to columbus dispatch three more apartment projects are planned for franklinton and and two of the developers are asking for permission to build fewer than a quarter of the parking spots that the city of columbus normally requires again why i don't know so to give you some context to that the franklin area commission on tuesday gave approval to a zoning change for a 43 unit development so an apartment complex with 43 units Mm -hmm. it's going to be across from the mount carmel franklinton campus Mm-hmm. So there's a developer who has a project on Rich Street and the city and they want the city to approve zoning variances to reduce the number of on-site parking spaces from 73 to 7. That's, but like why? That's so, not even enough parking for like the employees that probably work there. Right. So they in. were saying people like in the article people were saying okay, just because you don't have enough parking spaces doesn't mean people aren't going to bring cars. Yeah. Like, it's just going to be more of a problem. And they're saying, like, oh, maybe people can park um, at the hospital. At Mount Carmel. But that's, like, a short-term solution. I mean, it's that's a such a long walk, but not a walk I'd necessarily want to make. It just seems like a mess. I have a friend who is moving to Franklinton, and they... Normally, like when you move into a new apartment these days, like these new luxury apartments that are mm-hmm. opening, they have parking spaces available, but you have to pay for them. Yeah, it's like something ridiculous. A it's month. like a hundred dollars a month for downtown. It can be up to that. And the new Franklinton apartment that she's moving to, they are having a lottery for parking. So it's not even like you can pay and get a guaranteed spot. It's like a select handful of people who enter the lottery may win a spot. And there's like my high school. There's like street parking and you still have to pay. Like even after you win the lottery, it's like 60 bucks a month in addition to your rent, which is just so silly to me. Like, what are you going to do? Like take a bird to work? What if you live in Franklinton and you work in Marysville? Like that's not going to work. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I'd be okay with this if there was some sort of great public transportation system in place. Yeah. And I understand Columbus is working on We're that. We're getting but there. But I feel like you've got to put it there before you take things away from people because yeah. Franklinton, while it is like close and convenient to downtown, people aren't going to be giving up their cars anytime soon. Right. And just a side note, shout out to the Confluence cast. They had a great um, episode last week with the director of Morpsey who talked about all the things that are happening and going to happen. And I think there's a lot of innovation, but it's just, there's no solution in the, in the interim. So well, moving on, moving on from that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you got? We'll go a little bit further North. So in Sunbury, so that's where the Tanger outlets are mm-hmm. really North. I don't even know if that's technically Columbus. I don't anymore. think so. I we're like we're hitting the, that's North of Franklin County and like you're, you're North of yeah. 270. So, but anyway, we'll count it. it. It's close enough. So they're opening a new bank turned bar and venue space. Kind of cool. So it's a former Chase branch mm-hmm. and it's going to have like, it sounds like it's going to be a little bit more fancier. They're going to have a local chef and he's going to develop a high-end bites menu so 
I don't know what that means. And a local mixologist to craft interesting cocktails. So, so I guess like if you're at the outlet mall, you'll just go and yeah, check I it mean, out. Yeah, I mean like the clothes I wear to the outlet mall or the clothes I really wear out in general on a Saturday or are not any like day what I'm you running wear to a bar. Is not what I'm going to wear to a bank turned bar. There's actually one of these, the vault. It's really cool. Oh, I think I've... Have you been there? I don't think it might be an only an event space, but we had a formal there one year. It was awesome. Okay. So I'll have to I was really excited put about Put it on this. my radar. It's supposed to open in August, so it's going to be like a really quick turnaround. They're already doing construction, even though the building technically hasn't sold yet. So, Wow. You... Talk about efficiency. Yeah. So they're, they're on hey, it. Hey, other Columbus constructors, take note, please, because that'd be awesome. <laughs> and then another new restaurant is opening downtown. Um, the owner of Milestone 229. So that's the nicer restaurant. On, it's right um, on Scioto Mile. Yeah. Yeah. With the fountain outside. And mm-hmm. and it's got a really good brunch. Um, they are opening Noosh. Nosh? I feel like Noosh is right. I feel like Noosh is right. Noosh. We don't know on the pronunciation. N-O-S-H. Yeah. <laughs> Say it how you want. It, it's opening and it's going to be another one of those like small bites, tapas, like not fancy, but like yeah. nicer. So um, but I bet the food's going to be really good. It's going in Shore North. Do we know where in Shore North? It's not going in Short North. It's going near like the oh, commons. on High Street. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So like downtown. It's an interesting space because in my opinion, it okay. looks like a department storefront. Either way, it's going to be very cool. Um, they based it on a lot of Midwest restaurants. So if you're really into Midwest food, nice. it should have a lot of influence from that. We'll be there. We'll be there to check it out for you guys when it opens. Yeah. I think that's all we got for this week. Yay, we did it. So until then, until next time, this was this has been the Columbus cast. Don't forget to uh, please subscribe and tell your one friend. Yeah, some people say. have been telling me that they have turned on the notifications or they're like following our podcast, but they're not getting updates. They're like, so if you're not, you know, if one platform isn't working, just follow us on all of them and some of You'll them get all. it at some point. You know, if you want me to text you personally, I do this for a lot of people, but if you're listening and you forgot to look at the update, just, you know, DM me your phone number and I'll text you the episode when it comes out. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> okay. And we'll end it there. We'll end it there. Yay.